There was a part of me when I was a lawyer and while I was having my side projects that was genuinely worried about my colleagues thinking that I was less effective at my job because I had outside interests. If this is something you're worrying about and it might be standing in the way of you integrating your passion or your calling on the side or embracing your blended self, I'm here to tell you do not waste time being anxious or stressing over that. Your passions and interests make you who you are. They make up your blended self. And more often than not, people are so supportive when they see someone being excited and passionate over something. And ultimately, I think if we shut off parts of us, we aren't bringing our fullest self to what we do. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hello, balancers, and welcome to BTS number six of the Balance Theory podcast. Before we get into the content of today's episode, I want everyone to just start with three slow, deep breaths. Let's breathe, taking one in together. And out slowly. Let's take another one. Big breath in. And really just work on grounding and realigning and recentering into your body. Breathing out slowly now. Last one, deep breath in. And as we exhale on this one, I want you guys to just feel completely relaxed and present in where you're sitting, standing or being right now. So often we can go about our day, our time on autopilot, rushing, and we forget to just breathe, which is just the easiest way to reconnect with our balance and ourselves. So Just wanted to start off with that little grounding exercise together. And now we can get straight into the episode. So today's episode is inspired by a conversation I've had over and over again with many of you, particularly on Instagram. And it circles around a core question or yearning of what is my calling or purpose? How do I know what it looks like or what it is? And how do I even find it? So today I really want to spend some time doing a deep dive into how you can find your life purpose and really meaningfully start to engage with it and be sure that the path that you're on right now is the right one for you. Having clarity and fulfillment from what we're doing is so important to our balance as this is an area of our life that really has the most potential I feel to ground and inspire us or completely shake and distract us. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of the episode, I want you to just take a moment to think about your fulfillment area. So the third area of the balance theory, are you currently working in a full-time or part-time job? Are you studying full-time? Do you have some life projects as I like to call them going on on the side and in and amongst all of those things you're doing that form a part of your fulfillment category? Do you feel at this moment in time that what you're doing is your true calling? Does it hint at your life's purpose? And maybe you're not sure, or you really haven't taken a back seat to think about it, but you could also be on the other end of the spectrum, knowing that what you're doing now is really not any way linked to what your true calling is. And you're just in maybe a course or a job out of necessity. And there's nothing wrong with that, but no matter where you stand, today's episode is aimed to give you some inspiration on where to start to find that purpose 
how you can get more connected to it, even if it means you can't leave a nine to five job. And even if it means you're somebody who is time poor. I think it's really important to call out that many people mistaken their calling or maybe confuse it as something that fits nicely into the box of what social or societal expectations are, even what maybe what you were growing up, you were told that you should pursue. So I can say this from a firsthand experience. I was always told that I was really great at speaking and writing and coherently making a point. And so naturally, of course, I'd be a great lawyer. I began to view these skills of mine and see them within the very strict parameters of their value to a legal career, just as a byproduct of A, what I had been told growing up I'd be really good at, and B, what society had deemed was a really, really great career choice. My vision then became tunneled and limited by this ideal that I clung onto from a really, really young age. And so I think a really good way to start and and maybe just suss out if maybe what you're doing is a byproduct of societal pressures or maybe what you were told when you were younger you'd be good at, but not necessarily what you would have naturally gone into is does your fulfillment look or sound anything remotely similar to an obligation? Do you feel obliged to do it? Does it feel like the responsible thing that you should do? that kind of vibe. Now for me, it was a little bit murky. I couldn't say straight up that I felt in any way obliged to study or work as a lawyer. No one was forcing me to do the course. I did genuinely really enjoy the skills of writing and speaking and making, you know, a a coherent case or argument. And so I was always really open-minded about the career, but I have to be honest with you, Balancer, whilst this wasn't like an obligatory type feeling, whilst I didn't feel like I should be doing it, I knew deep down that it wasn't something I was going to be doing forever. I can't explain it, but admittedly, there was a part of me that clung onto it because it was a really, quote, good job. And I didn't really know what else I was going to do at that point. But then the question of whether it was my true purpose or my calling, I think I knew deep down that it wasn't. I'm sure many of you listening as well would already be thinking from what I was saying before, the skills of speaking, writing, and making a really coherent point, all skills that are extremely favorable in the podcasting realm, a career that wasn't exactly available or known to me at the time I was electing with or applying for university degrees. And the fact that I already enjoyed those skills was a great sign that I was on the right track. But maybe for me, it was the vehicle in which I was exploring them, i.e. law or a legal career, that wasn't necessarily the right way to let them flourish to their full potential. And so this episode is really for you, Balancer, who's listening, who maybe you are in a job where you feel like you are using your strengths to a great degree, but maybe there's just something about it that doesn't feel like it is your true calling or purpose. Maybe it just doesn't feel like something you want to be doing forever. Maybe it doesn't make you jump for joy. And so maybe it's just the wrong vehicle, but the right skills. Something else to bear in mind as we go through the episode. Now, a little bit more on a calling or true purpose and what that is. And for me, it's really simple. It simply reflects your passion. So many people have asked me, how do you know when you found your calling? And in all honesty, you'll know because of this magnetic connection you have to it. And the reason that's so important to understand or at least acknowledge is because you may not be the best at it. So say you have a magnetic connection to dancing and you think you suck at it. Or you may even controversially, like not even love doing it, but there's something about it that keeps drawing you in and you're getting that feeling. And maybe it's not the first time you've gotten that feeling that you should be doing it or you want to explore it. Then that to me is a great hint or sign at what your true calling or purpose should be. And I think if you haven't had that feeling or experience yet, then I guess your calling is still waiting for you to discover it. And it's an opportunity for you to reflect on how you can make more space to try out new things or expose yourself to some different ideas to see if that magnetic connection sparks. 
I also don't think our purpose or calling is really always as black as black and white as being a teacher or a lawyer or a landscape or a designer, etc. I think we need to all do ourselves a favor and step it back a notch and consider what are the high level skills or parts about what I do that I'm magnetized to or really love. So when I say that, I mean, let's look really high level. Is it that you love helping other people realize their own potential? Do you love sharing knowledge? Do you love cooking? Do you love conceptualizing ideas? Do you love working with children? What areas or things in your life give you that rush of fulfillment and warmth? That's probably the best two words I have to describe it. You see, I always enjoyed really communicating with people and simplifying really complicated ideas. And that was my, that was a really big part of my role as a lawyer. And so I could have easily stayed put in that role and been comfortable there, especially with it being such a highly esteemed job in society's eyes. But the really key thing here is I didn't actually hate it, but I didn't love it either. And me personally, I'm not really a complacent person and I can gather and I know that just because you're sitting here listening to this episode, you too want to live a life that is most fulfilling for you. So this is your sign to think about if where you are right now, the job you're in is the one you love that you would happily grow in and realize your potential in for a long period of time. And it's not a hard yes or no. You can take a moment to identify the aspects of it that you love or aspects from areas of other parts of your life that you really love as well that might hint at your calling. Another way to look at this is, and this is a really simple question is if money wasn't a worry, because I know that that's a realistic complication in a lot of people following their desires. Maybe you already know that it's knitting or croquet or I don't know anything that comes to mind art. Maybe you already know what that thing is, but because of the financial consideration that we need to make an income and earn a living, It's not necessarily a practical thing for you to consider right now. And so my simple question is, if money wasn't a worry, what would you want to do with your time? What do you feel drawn to or a sense or a mission? Almost you feel like it's your responsibility to pursue it. I want to take this opportunity to recommend an excellent book that I have recently read, and it's called The Life Pass by Payal, and she's the founder of ClassPass. Now, for those of you who have no idea what ClassPass is, it's basically an app where you can buy a whole bunch of credits and use those credits to attend a lot of different gyms. For me, I used to love using this in Sydney because I used to work in a city. There were so many different options on the app. And so I could go boxing one day if I felt like it, I could go to a meditation class. I could go to uh, reformer Pilates all whilst having my actual gym membership. Um, It was really cost effective and it was a really great way to capitalize and explore all the different areas of my personality and as well, just be a little bit more spontaneous with the things I enjoy doing on the day. So her book is really just a story about her journey. But in this book in particular, she made a really great suggestion in terms of how to find your life purpose or your mission or your true calling. And that was to cast your mind back to something you may have loved as a child. But instead of following that dream, it may have been maybe crushed along the way because it was the irresponsible thing to do. And so you ended up choosing the responsible thing, the mature thing. Can you relate to this at all? Is there something from your childhood that you used to engage in all the time that you've maybe shunned as a result of growing up and having responsibilities? For her, she shares how this was dancing and how when bringing that young passion back into her life, she went on to found a highly successful dance company in the US alongside ClassPass. Another really beautiful approach to all of this and something to remind us all right now is that you don't necessarily have to have a single purpose because I think we're all so multifaceted. We can sometimes express ourselves through many different avenues that form up 
our uniqueness. So for me growing up, I loved, and to be honest, before writing this episode, I hadn't sat down and really reflected on the things I loved as a child. I sort of just left that and never really went back to reflect on it. So this was really fun for me to do. And I I recommend you all sitting down to do it as well. But for me growing up, I used to love debating, netball. I was always a natural leader in group tasks. I loved organizational activities, whether it be tidying up my room or I loved January going to office works and getting all my new stuff for the year at school. And I love playing games as well. I was also, and shout out to all my fellow saddle club fans, I was obsessed and I would always daydream about riding my horse everywhere. I used to love reading books and riding my bike too. So now when I look back at this seemingly random bunch of things, they reflect a huge blend of my passions and interests being fitness, strategic thinking, competitive play, leadership, and a love for nurturing animals, as well as creating and sharing ideas, a blend that makes me me. Today, I can clearly see how these interests are infused in the mix of work that I'm doing. When I was a corporate lawyer before I kickstarted this podcast, I just felt like something was missing. And in hindsight, I can see which parts of my blended self were missing. And it's really obvious to me now why I felt magnetized to create or share something for the greater good through this podcast, a mission that I felt I didn't really have the space to achieve in my job, albeit I had other passions that were definitely being nurtured in that role. So I guess the takeaway here is to really start looking at yourself as a blended human and what are all the aspects or facets that form part of who you are. Something else small to note here is some of you listening may have already had that calling knock on your door. Maybe it's something that's popped up time and time again or a couple times and you've ignored it. Maybe it's because you don't think you can do it. Maybe it's because the thought just freaks you out and it's really scary to even entertain. And I want to remind you something. Often these things that feel magnetizing are also scary because they're pushing you outside of your current zone, your current comfort zone, so that you can realize your full potential. And I would urge you to not let those moments slip. They have something really beautiful to share about what your true calling or mission could be. And yes, it may and will be absolutely scary as things are when we're trying them for the first time. But I promise you will only get louder and louder if you keep on ignoring it. And don't forget, just because you're going to give it space to be a thought or an idea in your mind, it doesn't mean it has to manifest into this huge reality straight away. But let yourself think about it. Let yourself daydream about it. What it would feel like if you were to explore that thing that's knocking on your door. Really try and embrace and understand yourself in that moment if you have already had that magnetizing calling or experience. But irrespective whether you've had an experience like that or not, let's do this exercise to try and pinpoint your calling or a part of it. So firstly, as I said before, you want to reflect on your childhood and write down a list of your passions and interests. What did you love doing? What did you dream of becoming? And don't limit yourself. Put every little aspiration you had as a child. I always love reflecting and children have so much to teach us because they aren't grazed by societal expectations or feelings of shame or guilt or embarrassment that keep us limited in our own potential. So really, really take yourself back to your child age and consider what were the things that you really enjoyed. The next part of this is to identify which of those passions or interests are currently present in your day-to-day life or your week and which ones aren't. So for me, for example, I was definitely engaging in like leadership, debating, speaking and writing type skills, but my skills of 
creativity and working with other people and that nurturing feeling was really absent in my role. And, and when I sat down and did this reflection, I could clearly see that from looking at my fulfillment area as a whole. So this was pre doing the podcast and pre running the ES fit business. I didn't really have any avenues where those parts of me, the parts of my blended self were able to be expressed. And so once you have the list of things that you really enjoyed as a child, you identify which of those passions or interests are still present in your life or not. We're going to pay extra attention to the aspects of those passions or interests that are not present and ask yourself how important they were to you as a child and how important they still are to you now. And this could be a really key zone where we actually hone in and identify something really important that's missing in your life. And maybe that gives you a little bit of a hint as to something you can give a little bit more TLC or attention to that may push you towards a passion or interest. And if you feel like something that's missing out of your life at the moment is is really important to you and is something that you would like to make space for, then I think this is an awesome opportunity for you to potentially start to explore something that may lead you to your calling or purpose. And if it doesn't, and it just illuminates an interest or passion of your blended self, then that's still a win in my consideration. Now, the title of this BTS is how to find your calling and have it in your life. And when I say this, I don't mean now you need to conceptualize a business or game plan after you do this exercise and resign from your job because your passion is missing or a really key or core interest of yours is not present in your life. But I mean, with all due respect, if that's what the universe or your soul is telling you, then absolutely go for it. But my role here is, and I suppose in line with the balance theory concept as well is to really look at our spare time and how we can engage with this missing passion, even if it's not feasible, or even if you don't desire to create a career around it just yet or ever, we can really start to look at ways we can weave it in and really embrace that blended part of ourselves in and amongst our spare time. Everything starts with a decision and progress is nothing more than a string of decisions. So decide today to find a way to reintegrate this missing passion into your life and be open to where that might lead you. You may even find that just by doing something, I don't know, let's just say it's nurturing animals that you used to love doing as a child. Even just by doing that on the weekends, your sense of fulfillment may greatly overall be improved already. I wanted to leave you with a parting thought. There was a part of me when I was a lawyer and while I was having my side projects that was genuinely worried about my colleagues thinking that I was less effective at my job because I had outside interests. If this is something you're worrying about and it might be standing in the way of you integrating your passion or your calling on the side or embracing your blended self, I'm here to tell you do not waste time being anxious or stressing over that. Your passions and interests make you who you are. They make up your blended self. And more often than not, people are so supportive when they see someone being excited and passionate over something. And ultimately, I think if we shut off parts of us, we aren't bringing our fullest self to what we do. In the words of Payal, by limiting our identity, we limit what we're capable of. I hope you feel empowered to own every part of who you are and be open to exploring where engaging with them may lead you, whether it be to your calling or just to something that's really going to add a level of fulfillment and warmth to your life. If you haven't already had a chance to leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the absolute world to me and the Balance Theory team. And I would love it if you shared this with one or two friends who maybe are struggling finding their calling or need to revamp their spare time with a little bit more passion and interest in their life. I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. 